There's the bell, so let's be totally present. And that's really what today's episode is about. It's the uh, so much needed but so suddenly done uh, practice of being fully present for yourself, being fully present for others in a way that brings good things to not only your life, but also those that surround you. So let's jump in. Let's be there. Come on in. Like really, grab a snack, look at it, and appreciate it. Welcome. Like, we mean it. Hello, Bob. (laughs) Joyce, we're both living in paradise. It's that time of year, right? Yeah, it is. It's, in fact, I, I, I almost get nervous about not being able to take in the beauty fast enough. Yes. It feels crazy. And that's why I, I think people paint. I've been sitting, I sit on the porch when I can in the morning for my quiet time. And I've written about it in my books, I Pray Anyway, Devotions for the Ambivalent, that across the street from my beautiful yard is a car repair. And so <laughs> it clangs and belches and burps and clunks and uh, uh, like that. <laughs> And I think to myself, wow, when I'm really evolved, that won't bother me at all. But I'm not. So, so I, well, I, you know, I, it, it's, it's funny that you give that example. I was walking uh, into this health club that I go to yesterday, and I just heard the most beautiful <sighs> bird singing. Mm, mm. And it, you know, it had different variations to it. It must have been some kind of mating call. And I just stood outside before going in because I was just captivated by the sounds of this bird. I couldn't see it because it was kind of yeah. up in a water spout. Yeah. And I, I look around and all these people are walking in totally oblivious to it. And I just, you know, as you say, just taking the time to take in the beauty of what surrounds us is um, important. So. So. We were circling around talking today about being present and the power of it and the shift that's in it when we become really present during a rough time, even a hostile time or whatever. And I don't want to talk about it. Let's be it. Okay. What's in the room? for us to be present to. What is in the room with us if we were fully present? And it helps me, as you see, I slowed down my voice, but it helps me to have my stomach get soft. And often as NOD, we would do, um, what do we have to do to get in the room? What do you have to place outside or put on a shelf? And what I used to allow people when it was going to be a very hairy talk to write on a three by five card, what they're choosing not to disclose yet Mm -hmm. so that they didn't blurp out like we sometimes blurp out. (laughs) And then later, (laughs) Um, so let's take a couple of deep breaths to start. I'll do that too. In through the nose, out through the mouth.
And as we begin to share and join together, what's there? So, um, one, thanks for doing this. And thanks for suggesting, instead of trying to describe it or give examples, to just be um, it. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before we came on that I feel um, fully present, and I feel you're being fully present mm -hmm. when we're in these podcasts, uh, right from the time when we, uh, hey, good morning, what's going on? Yeah. And so, and we did it this morning. Uh, there's an elegance to our conversation and our give and take that I clearly feel it's, I'm not much of a dancer, but they say that the true elegance of dancing is when both uh, people that are dancing together don't know who's leading. It's, it's like mm -hmm. synchronized. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel, I feel that way with uh, our podcast and, and working with you. Uh, there's, yeah, I just feel that we're in sync, I guess would be the yeah. best way to put it. Yeah. And something we share that we began to talk about, and I shifted us kind of on purpose, because we had two things in the room for me. We had yeah. beauty, beauty, and notice, really noticing it um, in a way that's it's a different for me. This spring, and maybe because of David's death, or, and I don't have to have focus on caring for him, I'm noticing and uh, have a sense of reveling in the beauty that's around me, and it feels very tender. And then the other thing that I think is in the air for us, because we began to touch on that, was a certain kind of spiritual hunger. Mm. Yeah, there, there was no ambivalence in our sharing. No, but there uh, is ambivalence in our belief, or at least you know, I, wrote a, I wrote a book about it for Pete's sake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then I think wanting to make a deeper impact with our work because we joke a lot. Yeah. We're very serious about our work, which is. You, you know, it, I'm totally there with you. Um, you know, I think the old saying is um, we take our work seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that feels a little bit worn out to me. I get it. Yeah, you know what? What I see um, is um, the connection being in such a way um, that it feels real, and uh, we don't ignore what's what's in the room, whether it be good, bad, or, or indifferent. Um, hmm. I, 
we don't go well you're nancy you talked about nancy pelosi before we yeah. went i guess and not being able to take communion anymore um here's what i think i'm i stand on right now is that there are times in history where all institutions begin to crumble yeah and they have to fall apart in order to kind of reconfigure and i think we're in that time and so all of our institutions and we you know tried to do this from a marketing sense blah 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 <laughs> um are in huge ferment and i think it's could be good ferment but it's it's going to need support to get through that horrible crumble of one system and the development of another and I think that's what we based our beginning of our work on. We felt that organizational development, and if you wanted to put another title on it, you could, but how do we help systems recreate while they're crumbling? And I think that's true in religion. Oh, for sure. Also, the old forms are falling away and we can't give ourselves fully to any of the old answers. Yeah, and I think about the uh, in organizations, you know, the the rigid hierarchy uh, just no longer cuts it. That mm -hmm. you need an organization that expands and contracts. That you know, you have uh, kind of a hierarchy take place to do a, a bit of work or get through a challenge, and then they disperse. Mm -hmm. um, flow. It, we're heading toward flow. Yeah. It's, yeah. and, and the particles that we work with, whether it be, you know, company employees or a church grouping, need to begin to circle around a new formation or a new purpose. But the flow has to be there. No rigidity isn't going to work, but loose no connection isn't going to work either. So, yeah, what's the new connective tissue? Well, so this may be too simplistic uh, <laughs> an, an answer, but sometimes simple works. Yeah. No. So I think about we as humans, you know, I heard a speaker once said that we are meaning making beings that we, that we need to categorize, uh, put a label on, uh, see a situation and then be able to uh, make an assessment of it. Uh, and a lot of that's rooted in our history, our past, our experiences. Um, and I think that oftentimes in, in the chaos of what is happening inside institutions uh, and organizations that are crumbling is that people aren't being fully present. They're still living in or hanging on to uh, a way of what they think is normal uh, that, that ultimately, you know, I don't know whether it accelerates the crumbling or, you know, doesn't get you to the next new. Yeah, it's like memory yarn. Yeah. It, it, like it used to be in clothes that, you know, you could take them off and then they'll go right back to where they were. You can reshape them on your body for a while, but when you take them off, <laughs> back they go. 
so that there there is an incredibly powerful truly paradigm people misuse the word paradigm it needs to be a large almost worldwide shift we are in between we're the in-between generation and sometimes even as i say that i can begin to make sense oh we are in that large historical shift i'm not crazy you know what i mean giving a title oh, I, I, clearly to that, to that newness and the other thing because i really had a spiritual itch demand and that's when i wrote my first book i pray anyway devotions for the ambivalent and the second was reflections for the spiritually cranky i, want, <laughs> I don't think i've one someday i'll actually promote these books um that's how i lived with being in between yeah i said i'm gonna pray anyway and i'm ambivalent about it but it relaxed me to to say that out loud and it so i have a stand that's my stand yeah i'm not saying i i refuse a yes or no and and what i would say is in a, in the context of our theme today of being fully present you are being fully present to both polarizations yes to, i am you know and to me uh, that's not the natural inclination. It's usually to go to the comfort of what you uh, think uh, the world should be or religion should be. That's why I'm like, um, I have uh, a, a number of family members that are just deeply devout Catholics. And sometimes when I look at their like ironclad and solid belief, I'm I get jealous. I'm yeah, like, me too. But why, I why can't I get there? And uh, um, and uh, you know, so this living with ambivalence and not knowing and living in one possibility or another, which I think is the cornerstone of being fully present. It's like well, me hearing that bird while everyone else is just walking into the right. uh, building. Um, so I'm going to uh, make a suggestion. Go ahead for a minute. Let's pause again for like, I don't know, five breaths and see what's in the room now. And it may be the same, but let's, and I'm bringing that up to demonstrate to people listening that sometimes people if, will glom onto an idea to not go back to what's present. So let's see what's present, five breaths, here we go. One more. Now what's present in the room for you and then I'll share what is for me. Um, what's present for me is my, um, my self-doubt that in this conversation, I'm making little to no sense. And so oh. 
where I'm totally getting you and I think you get me. It's yeah. it's like, are, are we having kind of a conversation in an echo chamber and, and where's the value? So I'm living in, I'm living in a category of doubt. <laughs> yes, all uh, the way around. How about you, Joyce? I was uh, two things. I hated interrupting you, which might have helped um, underlined your self doubt. But the going back to being present got triggered and wanted to show it to listeners. But the other was gratitude in working with you mm. that I have full trust. we're on the same wavelength, you know, and what we want to yep. do. And that we may not show how good we really are because we laugh a lot. And I think that's just too bad. That's who we are. And I just really think it's a partnership. And I, I don't want to take that for granted. It was in the room for me. Look how we can riff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, what's in the room for me now is I was thinking that very thing as I was finishing my coffee and uh, eating some cereal. I thought in the world of Bob Stapleton, in the course of my week, uh, this is kind of a sacred time mm -hmm. um, that, that I feel fully present, fully awake. And a lot of it is, is an appreciation of uh, the work that we do and an appreciation of of you um well and i'm and i what comes to mind well uh, it's vice versa that's why it works yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, not no just one of us could have that oh am i forgetting what i wanted to say oh listeners don't always hear my self-doubt yeah because I kind of go into a teaching mode or there's a place where I live when I'm doing quote work afterwards, I often call you to say, Oh my gosh, take this out, take that out. That's no good. We can't do that. Please correct that. I'll die if you put that out there. Is that, isn't that true? Oh, it's totally true. Yeah. We, we, uh, <laughs> we took out four minutes of our conversation last last week. <laughs> we'll have to do outtakes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. So, and there are clearly some things upon reflection. We say, you know, it didn't add a lot of value. Let's take right. it out. May diminish the message. Here, here's what's present for me right now mm -hmm. in the room. Oftentimes I'll listen to uh, a previous podcast and, and I'll say something that in that moment, I'm like, why the hell did you say that? Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that. And I, I ultimately get good with it because I trust this space. Mm. And if I say something, it's definitely coming from somewhere. It's not coming from, you know, someone else. Yeah. So there's this, this being fully present is the freedom um, to be able to have those kinds of sharing, you know. It allows for um, 
self-acceptance. Huh? Have you, I'm thinking of an ending of a conference that I helped lead that maybe there were 30 people. Yeah. And it had been pretty hairy. There had been people having affairs <laughs> and people fighting and resisting the teaching and, <laughs> and um, you know, two or three or four or five or six constant challengers. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I had everybody get real close to each other in a mass, not a circle. In yeah. Like, yeah. And who knows why I said, if we're a molecule, what are we doing? And I said, and I may, and then I said, let's, we're going to just stand here for five minutes in quiet. And then we're going to see if we know what this molecule is all about. And the transformation was huge. Now, whether that could have happened at the beginning, yeah, I don't know. And nobody, I said, if anybody wants to speak, feel free. If you don't, don't. But this is going to be, we're going to dissolve this molecule. And people, well, the real result was I said, we want to just stand here like this. Yeah. At last, we're unified. Isn't that great and weird? I was going to say it's both weird and beautiful and a great example of getting the gift of having others become fully present to where they're at. Because you think about meetings, you know, how often is there something in the room that no one's willing to talk about where everyone's distracted? What am I going to do next? I have to go to the bathroom. I really don't need to be here. And to have those kind of interventions that kind of, I don't know if it shakes you, but it, it wakes you up to what is really happening in that moment. And it reminds me of times when I haven't followed what was in the room. And what had been in the room was all kinds of division. Yeah. Of every kind you could possibly think of. So following that hunch, it couldn't even be a circle. It had to be a yeah. clump. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking um, of the times when I didn't follow that. Yeah, for sure. And there were equal number. And I hate what's present in the room right now is my remembering every humiliating to me moment when I didn't grab the moment right. Ugh. Yeah. I, uh, when I continued on without getting present to myself in the room, I followed the friggin' agenda. Ah, not often, but enough. So we've got just a few more minutes. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to suggest two uh, things that we do to close. Okay. To share share what this experience was like for us. Okay. And so why be talking to uh, our OD and HR partners, uh, colleagues about this topic? Okay. You lead, I follow. 
<laughs> no, I, I ask the questions. I don't answer them. Yeah. So this felt natural and normal and a little bit like being right on the edge of a cliff because I didn't know where we were going uh, and not because of you or me. And maybe that's part of no one's leading. We're just in here being together. So that felt uh, that felt wonderful. And uh, uh, and it felt cleansing to listen to your stories and uh, to have you uh, hear mine. So uh, that was great. And um, if let I think about do, the. Let me do that part, too, and then we'll. OK, then no, we'll, good. Quiet is good, people. <laughs> Put that nugget in your pocket. I felt excitement and curiosity without fear. Mm -hmm. I felt very, very interested. I felt um, brave that we decided to, you know, let's let's do this. And I also felt the power in being present. And we're pretty natural and well known to one another. But yeah. I felt the power of um, our connection. And I liked it. And from it, yep. said, this is how we do good work. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Do you want to answer the second question or would you like me to go? I don't know. That's called being present people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so when I, I, when I think of my own life, uh, not that I'm unique, I think I'm like everyone else. So much of what I do is automatic pilot. And I'm either focused somewhere in the past, uh, thinking about something in the future, or racing through the present to get to my next whatever, right? And I think that the quality and the value of creating uh, a discipline in HROD of being fully present uh, can have a significant impact on you. Uh, the team or group that you're working with um, and the rest of the organization, because in a world where many people don't want to get real and see what's happening, um, being fully present creates the space for that to happen. And that's where true change begins. Mm -hmm. You think I want to add to that? I don't think so. Except to say sometimes in the present, there isn't all good stuff. Mm. So don't think that. There's pain, there's fury, there's embarrassment, there are all kinds of things. It's almost like you have to go to a second level of connection to ring true to yourself, which is another way of um, being present. It's a very powerful tool. You don't have to get 
overly dramatic or spiritual even about it. It's just, let's clear our heads, let's clear our thoughts, let's get everybody, it's often used phrase, in the room and give it five minutes of silence. The other is I often would use it as a pause. I think you and I were together when I did a three-day workshop with no flip chart notes. It was all about dialogue. <laughs> and yeah. we would have to reorient to find the meaning and to allow there to be meaning without flip chart. Yeah. Sort of, or structure, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. A lot of trust there. So do so you want to end by taking maybe two cleansing breaths and ask, uh, or encourage our listening audience to yeah. follow with us. Yeah, and then we'll just say goodbye. You guide. Inhale deeply. Feel the pause. Exhale. Namaste. Go do good work, everybody. <laughs>